Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Philly Boots Rugby Roundtable with me, Sean Phelan. This week I chat to my good friend, Tom Holmes from Blokes about Mental Health Awareness Week, as well as just chewing the fat on all things rugby. A huge thank you to the Swan Rooms at the Reeves, the home of Staines RFC, for sponsoring this episode. The Swan Rooms has two unique event spaces, with both with fully licensed bars and a large outdoor area for any occasion or corporate function. For more information, email bookings at stainesrugby.com or follow on Instagram at roomsswan for all the information you need and we thank them for sponsoring our pod this week and of course a huge thanks to rugby store for once again supporting our show visit rugbystore.co.uk and use the special promo code fybpod at the checkout to save yourself 10 percent off all your stash including all the lions gear now stay tuned to the end of this podcast for a huge announcement about the round table now let's get to my chat with tom from blokes Hi everyone and welcome back to the Philly Boots Rugby Roundtable and this week is Mental Health Awareness Week and it just seemed right that we chat to my old friend Tom Home from Blokes uh, about life and see where see where the Blokes um, concept has gone and where it's heading to. He's been on all sorts of news uh, platforms over the last few days so it's just yeah, it just seemed perfect to, to have a chat and you know just chew the fat and you know, Tom thank you for uh, giving up some time. No, mate. Honestly, you know, I'm, I'm a, no, I'm happy to to help or give mate out when or wherever possible. So I'm I'm happy to be here, mate. First things first. How are you? Yeah, do you know what, mate? I'm I'm good. It's been um, just like I was saying before we jumped on. Like I've we're only on Wednesday now, but it, honestly, it feels like I've I've worked for like the last two weeks solid. It's it's been a, it's been a busy week, but I, I suppose with it being Mental Health Awareness Week, it's good. It's good that it's busy. It's all been. Um, so yeah, it's all it's all been good stuff because I'm 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 usually someone who's very good at seeming busy but not being productive. But thankfully, it's yeah. been the other way around Me this too. week. It's been Me too. yeah. I could procrastinate until the day is long. Mate, I know. <laughs> Me too. How, how are you, mate? How, how are you getting on? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, still job hunting, um, but working on something cool for Philly Boots that will come out in the summer. So that is, I'm treating that as a, as a full-time job at the minute. So, um, yeah, which, which I know, which I know you've seen, uh, you've seen bits of. So, um, yeah, we'll keep that under wraps for now, but yeah, it's, yeah, as you said, it's all, it's all hugely exciting and there's a lot of things going on. It's just, yeah, just trying to find something to, to, to keep the wolf from the door at the moment, but, uh, it is what it is and we'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. But yeah, um, as you said, it's mental health awareness week, and, and there's sort of lots of chat around uh, sort of men's mental health at the moment, um, which there should be anyway. Uh, just you know, if, for people that don't know, just give us a quick rundown on blokes and how it all started and where it is. Yeah, so um, I started blokes in June last year. Um, it's a social enterprise, so a, so a CIC, and basically it provides men uh, 16 and over with a, a platform where they can. Uh, join a community of like-minded men all talking about their thoughts and feelings um it's very much a I don't like to use the word informal but it's very much a more kind of relaxed 
environment in the sense of it's just guys talking about their experiences, stories, sharing tips and guidance and that sort of stuff. So I suppose in a way, I always like to position it as being kind of the bridge between some between a man, sorry, first kind of acknowledging his mental health to actually then maybe going on to get the help that he needs. Um, because I think even just from experience, like I know how overwhelming it can be to go from being from being diagnosed to then actually being as the usual route goes being prescribed antidepressants and being referred for therapy and counseling and you know i think that can all happen so quickly and and i know from my experience i found that really kind of it was all positive but it was all overwhelming it was all you know somebody who had never really thought about mental health in the sense of it being applied to myself before to go from being told you, you know, you, you've got what seems like anxiety, depression and PTSD to then three weeks later being on a course of antidepressants and being, you know, being booked in for counselling and therapy. You know, it's just it just went so, so fast. And, and yeah, I think ultimately it's just like it's just providing men with another option that they may want to explore before they. Uh, yeah. Well, as part of their recovery or part of their, their coping process. Yeah, and I guess before, yeah, as you just said, being prescribed something, I know from my own experience, once you're on them, it's very hard to get off. Luckily, I'm in a good place right now where I I haven't taken them for a long time, but there was a long time where I was on them. Yeah, and if I'd had that outlet to to share what was going on in my head, then do you know what? I think I probably would have come off them a lot quicker. And wouldn't have had that sort of stigma of you know, men's mental health, which is yeah, which we all know is it's still a massive thing. What you're doing is great. What uh, there's a Joe Marler documentary as we record tonight yeah. on Wednesday. There's the Joe Marler documentary on Sky, which you know, whether you like Joe or not, and you know, I love the guy. It's going to be one hell of a documentary. We know it is. So I think I think it'd be very eye-opening for people to see a professional sportsman in that light. Um, so I think all these things have helped. Do you think, where do you think that sort of stands now between, um, you know, how, how different is the stigma now than it was, uh, you know, even just a few years ago? Yeah, I mean, I think certainly the stigma around men's mental health in particular, I think it's something that has definitely had a lot more focus on it over the last couple of years. And, and I think you know, through the likes of people, you know, even just from a rugby perspective, you know, like Joe Marler, like Johnny Wilkinson, um, you know, all, all of these, you know, world-class, world-renowned rugby players who have come out and spoken about their experiences of mental health, whether that be anxiety or depression or even just stress management, you know, before a game, you know, I remember watching a, might even be a, Building Jerusalem, it might have been the England documentary about yeah, yeah. Johnny saying before a game he used to lock himself in a cubicle and literally like would be retching or, or close to vomiting because he was that nervous about, obviously about the game, but about his performance in particular. You know, he didn't want to be the loose end that let, let the team down. And I think, you know, having all of these, you know, role models in, in the world of rugby coming out and actually talking openly about their mental health is is amazing and even you know moving away from the world of rugby the likes of um tyson fury um obviously 
Um, even people like Marvin Sordell, the footballer he's played for, for Watford and various other teams, you know, coming out and using their platforms to actually give mental health in general a voice, I think is is amazing. Um, and obviously, I think over the last couple of years, there's been a huge rise in the amount of kind of support networks and support outlets that have been created um, around men's mental health. So, yeah, I think it's something that, I think, you know, you, you definitely can't say that that it's there yet. And, you know, because I think and ultimately, I think whenever there's a sentence where the words mental health are, are in a, a bunch together, I think there's always going to be that kind of that kind of um, tabooness around it that kind of stays there. But, you know, I think definitely I would say that it's becoming a lot more of an accepted topic. Um, yeah. Because, you know, as, as cliche as it sounds, and we hear it every time mental health mentioned, but, you know, we everyone in the world, regardless of who you are, what age, gender, religion, race, sexuality, whatever, we all have mental health. Um, it's something that will never, ever change. Um, and, you know, it's, it's equally as important as our physical health. Um, so, yeah, why shouldn't we talk about it? Why, why, shouldn't we, why shouldn't we give it a spotlight? Absolutely. And so... Um, yeah, it's Mental Health Awareness Week. There's lots of stuff, lots of conversations happening with lots of different uh, outlets, Loose Heads, Mindset, uh, Give a Ruck, Brave Mind, Blokes. Every, you know, there's lots of lots of uh, mental health awareness projects, I guess we can call them, uh, doing some great things this week. What, what have blokes been doing to, to sort of put themselves out there and gain some more traction? Yeah, so I think on 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 Monday we kind of launched our, you know, our, our we all have mental health video, which obviously you kind of need to part in. Um, I know there's so many so many top people <laughs> in there. I feel really out of place. Right, not not at all. You know, I think this is this is what this is kind of what I wanted to get across is that whole concept of of whether you are somebody who's won a rugby world cup like Neil Back or, or whether you're someone like 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 me who has you know. It's just me, you know. We all have that. We all have that idea of mental health, and and it is all something that binds us together, you know. So we had we had you know like like some people may have seen we had some amazing people in that. Like I mentioned, Neil Back, Stuart Broad, um, Jason Fox, um, Tikello Naivoro, among loads and loads of other people, um, which was incredible, incredible to see and. You know, I'm hugely, hugely thankful for everybody that took part in that because ultimately, without everyone, I, I couldn't have done it. Um, so that was that was launched on Monday. I was also really fortunate enough to be asked to be a panelist on um, a webinar on Monday evening for the Quinns Foundation. Oh yeah, yeah. how was, was that? Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't manage to catch it, but it was it was it was really good actually. It was yeah, it was really nice. Um, we had um, we had Glenn Clark from um, Movember, and we had Charlotte yeah, Glenn, from the yeah. women's team. Yeah, Andy Glenn, Sanger. Glenn is actually for the next series of the roundtable. Glenn is going to be producing a uh, uh, He's got a great voice. If you if you go and check him oh, out on does. Twitter and Facebook, he does he does some brilliant impressions as well. So he's going to be doing like a um, so what 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 they call it. He's going to be uh, announcing the pod every week, which is going to be cool. In in his on. one of his uh, one of his voices. He does. He's got he's got a very um, calming voice. I find. Yeah, I feel like I could chat to him for hours. Um, 
So, yeah, and as said, we had Charlotte Wellbeloved, who's obviously a, she's part of the women's team, but she's also an ambassador for Brave Mind. Um, Andy Sanger, who's a, I, I'm sorry if I get his title wrong, but I believe he's like a player welfare officer. Um, and then obviously the whole, the whole thing was kind of um, facilitated and hosted by, by Nick Heath, which which was awesome, you know, for, for a lot of people in mine included, the voice of rugby. Um so yeah, the voice no, of the, vo the voice of uh, commentating on dogs running around. Uh, <laughs> he did actually, do you know what? During, he during did actually lockdown. mention that. He actually did mention that. Um, he's brilliant. No, it, I, I love Nick to death. Yeah, no, he's he's a really good guy. And again, he 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 contributed for the video, which was amazing. Um, but no, so that that was really good. Um, and actually, I'm quite excited because tonight we have our our kind of inaugural. Um, signposting workshop which is i'm really looking forward to um it's been obviously it's been facilita facilitated by our kind of clinical delivery partner um mark from from willow grove consulting which is really cool so hugely appreciate him giving up his time to do that and yeah i think it's going to be um it's going to be good we've got we've got a good number of people signed up to the point where i think it could be nice and and quite intimate and quite you know quite personal which is nice um yeah, so it's it, it's been a it's been a busy week, but it's been a, it's been a really really good week. And then obviously, I think another thing that I'd like to point out as well is our ambassador Tom Stevenson started his um, try for five today, which is where he's attempting to to run five marathons in five days. Uh, and obviously, starting at Franklin's Gardens, being an old Saints boy, um, and he's doing it to raise money for Restart Rugby, which is really cool. And literally just before we jumped on, I, I actually saw on Twitter that. There's loads and all the Saints players and staff have kind of gathered outside Franklin's Gardens to kind of see him off and Dylan Hartley popped back down to kind of see him, which was I thought was really nice. So yeah, really yes, cool. Yeah, so he should be finishing at uh, Twickenham in, in, in as I say, five days' time, which I mean the thought of running half a marathon right. alone five and five that. days is uh, that. I, I begin to get sweaty palms and sweat just thinking about it, let alone trying to do it. But you know. He's he's um he's he's done amazingly well and he's raised just over fifteen thousand pounds at the moment. Um, his target's twenty. Um, he's also he's got a bit of a um an online auction at the moment going, which is cool. Like loads of old sign kit and for somebody who's absolutely mad for rugby stash, I've uh, I've had a bid on a few items. And believe it or not, the the item that I'm still winning is there's a there's a a signed Ulster fly half jersey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm still, I'm still winning on that because um, obviously with my missus being from Northern Ireland, and I thought, oh, go on then, I'll, um, I'll, I'll have a little bit, I'll have a bit, a bit of a bid on that, and uh, yeah, still, still winning. So hopefully that, hopefully if I win, that'll take nice pride of place in the, uh, in the empty gap that kind of is filled, is needs filling <laughs> over there. Um, but if you yeah, want mate. to beat Tom, if you want to beat Tom, we'll put the <laughs> we'll put the we'll put all the, put all the links in the in the descriptions and stuff like that, so you can uh, try and outbid him uh, for his Ulster, make him pay a bit more. Um. <laughs> that's what I was, was going to say. If you if you want to if you want to keep driving the price up, you know, just, just head over to Tom's auction. But you yeah. know, at the end of the day, it all it all goes to a good cause, good bit of Absolutely. fun, isn't it? So, do you know what? Absolutely. It's actually something. Like, Something I wanted to ask you about as an old, well, not as an old, sorry, as a Quinn support is obviously, um, and it kind of is on the idea of mental health is what did you, um, what did you kind of, what was your take on um, Carl Sinclair's interview the other day? Um, 
after the uh, Bath game? Uh, I thought the interview was brilliant. It showed a lot of passion. Uh, it showed a lot of heart. It showed that he'd grown up a lot. Um, because I'm sure he will tell you that it wasn't that long ago he was a bit of a, a loose cannon, perhaps. Um, and actually, over the last year or so, that we've probably seen the best of Carl Sinclair as a bloke. I don't know him personally. I've met him. Um, it was very nice to me. And yeah, I thought the interview was brilliant. Um, I don't know whether this will sound controversial, but I wonder whether him being arrested on the last tour probably had something to do with him not being selected. If I'm honest, look, we have to be honest here. That hasn't been brought up as much as as much as it probably could have done. Um, whether Gatlin just decided that was the bit that chose him and someone else. And I hope, I generally do think he will be on the tour at some point. Mm. Um, but I also think while other people aren't there, it could be a perfect opportunity to let him captain England um, in the summer. Uh, and I think that will be, I think that would be huge for him. Um, and yeah, I love what he said. I felt it from, because it's difficult, isn't it, when you explain the Lions, what it is, to, to, to a, a non-rugby fan, trying to explain that four countries come as one every four years, you play, you know, what's now probably half a dozen games, rather, you know, a, a few years ago, it was a dozen games. You know, you come together in that short space of time and you make history. I think, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to show, try and explain that, that the Lions to him, to someone, you show him that interview and you show him what it means because you could see the amount of emotion in his face. And I absolutely loved it. And I have no doubt that he will be on the tour at some point. It's a small squad. It, he'll be there. He'll be one of the first that be called up if, if needed. So I, I absolutely loved it. I, I think, I think he's a wonderful rugby player. I, I just, I, yeah, my only, my only thing is did the arrest on the last tour hamper his relationship with Gatland yeah, in the same way that you know, whilst Billy Villapola isn't necessarily in the same form he's, he slagged him off a year ago in an interview so maybe that's also why he wasn't selected perhaps look I'm just a fan just like you are we can speculate all day long we, we don't know we're not going to be there we're not in the we're not in the trenches that those guys are selecting squads but yeah, I thought Carl Sinclair was, I thought it was very incredibly passionate. What did you think? Yeah, I think it was, obviously it was, um, it was really, really incredible to see just how much the Lions meant to him. Um, and as you say, you know, if you did want to show somebody who's not a rugby fan or doesn't necessarily understand the concept of the Lions, you know, what the Lions means to, I suppose players and fans alike, you know, you would just show them that because that really does embody the spirit of the Lions. But Absolutely. you know, it, it was um it was upsetting to see as well because obviously it's never nice to see somebody who who is, you know, physically and, and mentally really, really kind of hurting. Mm. Um but then on the yeah. other on the other on the other side of that, sorry to cut you off, but on the other side of that, wasn't it the most perfect way to send a message to everybody? He puts in a man of the match performance. He was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Probably the best he's played for a year. 
he puts in a man of match performance, he gives that interview, and now he's at the forefront of that conversation for, for a replacement eventually. And that, yeah, I just think that's, yeah. that sums up the man, that sums up, that sums up everything. Sums he up his character. Together. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, th I think, you know, ultimately, you know, it's the Lions, there's going to be injuries, there's going to be people who potentially between now and the tour either pull out or can't go or whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, I think I think obviously Carl's going to be going to be one of the first to be to be called up as and when that happens. Um, you know, I think I think just from a purely from a selector's perspective, you know, Gatlin's Gatlin's never lost a Lions tour. You know, win in Australia, draw draw against New Zealand. So clearly he knows what he's doing. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think obviously. Kyle's now put himself in an amazing position where he's he sort of said, "Look, all right, I'm like he said in the interview, I'm going to use all this this anger and this and this frustration to my advantage, you know, and, I, and I'm I'm going to put in these huge shifts." Um, and I think obviously, he, like you said, he did that in exactly the perfect way, starting off against Bath, um, you know. But it was also afterwards where where Ugo Monia um, was obviously quite. Um, I suppose he was he was quite emotionally impacted by by Kyle in his interview, and I, in in a good way. Obviously, you know, I think I think having been on a tour himself, he he knows better than anybody else, especially a tour South Africa. He knows what it means to be a lion out there. Um, but I, th I think, like I say, obviously, it is upsetting to see Kyle as upset as he was, but yeah, I think um, I think first and foremost, it was a really well handled interview. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like like you say, I don't doubt we'll, we'll see him on we'll see him on a plane over to South Africa. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So on, I guess on the other the other side of that, same sort of vein. Uh, Mike Brown was told today that he'll he'll, he'll probably not play in a quinch shirt again. Um, look, we can only speculate about how he's feeling at the moment, but he must be feeling bloody awful knowing mm -hmm. that you know, the club that he's played for for 300 plus times was on 97 tries almost at 100 would have loved to have played in a you know potentially the semi-final or the final for, for his club before moving to, to Newcastle that must be incredibly tough now no, knowing that that's not going to happen or especially not happening in a, in a league situation mm. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, look. I think. I think. And we can't take away the fact that there was. He did what he did in in the game. You know, if, if you yeah. listen to this and you didn't see it, he, he, his foot landed on uh, Tommy Taylor's face. Whether it was a, it was a stamp or you know completely unintentional, that that is down to the to the to the panel to decide, uh, not a, not a witch hunt by social media, but. He'll know himself, and you know, I got to got to spend some time with him during the Six Nations, and you couldn't have asked for a nicer human being, a top human being. So I just, you know, I worry, you now worry because he hasn't made any comment about it. You do you worry about um, all the stuff that he's gone through over the sort of the last 72, 96 hours, I guess. Yeah, I think first and foremost, it's important to recognise, like you said certainly from from what i know of him and from what i know others have said about him there's not a bad bone in his body he's 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 not historically 
being a dirty player, he's, he's always he's been charged. Him. Charged, you can call him. He's yeah. emotionally charged. Yeah, but he's but, not. You know, he's not. He's not dirty. No, not it's, not. There's, at a, all. there's a massive difference. You know, even you know, I'm I'm not here to necessarily give an opinion on the on the um what happened, but I think obviously we everyone who's played rugby has had that that mad rush of blood to the head, haven't they? Really, you know, you know whether that be you know flying into a ruck with no arms or or hitting someone late or not that I'm condoning that. I'm just I'm just giving examples. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think anybody that that criticizes and you know can't truly say they're perfect themselves i think obviously it's a really sad and probably more for him really frustrating way for him to finish his quinn's career because you know i know he's been quite vocal over the last couple of months um in terms of leaving the club but you know he has been i he, he in my eyes goes down as a quinn's legend without a doubt oh, they should um, be building a statue of him i hope yeah I think he he's he's been such an amazing servant for the club. He's been he's been so consistent, and um, yeah, I think he'll be really really missed next season. Um, but in terms of, I suppose, going back to the original question of kind of where his head's been at over the last you know forty eight hours, seventy two hours, um, I think I mean I can't even begin to imagine what must have been going through his head. But obviously. I think there will have been this real kind of mixed basket of emotions. Obviously, you do have that frustration, um, that kind of... I don't want to speculate that maybe there will have been a bit of a guilt in there, but obviously I think maybe he looks back and... Maybe, maybe I don't know, but, you know, certainly he'll be upset, he'll be frustrated, he'll be annoyed. And obviously that's not how he would have liked to have gone out. Obviously, as you say, he'd have liked to have helped Quinns get to another Premiership final. And hope you know potentially go on and win that final. Um, so yeah, I think there'll definitely be some be some frustration. But as you say, it's not for anybody to to judge. And I think as well, it, it's certainly okay, not on, something. On, where... ju- on judging then, on judging then is how much of a. And this is going to sound silly because uh, if people are watching this, they're watching it on Facebook. Uh, um, you know, the, the Philly Boots is, is a social media platform. Uh, how much of a so? How much is everything now trial by social media? Whether it's it's anything, whether it's life uh, or or rugby or whatever, everything seems to be a trial by social media. Yeah, I mean, I think we live in an age where you know social media for for the most part certainly over the last year and a bit has been the main form of communication between people um i think it allows everybody to have an opinion and and a platform to air their opinions obviously i think some people unfortunately don't use that in a constructive way they use it as you say to to provide very much a trial by social media and it was like i'm going to go back to the quinn's webinar that was on monday um charlotte was actually was actually talking about this and you know she was saying over over the last year in particular because people haven't had really a great deal of things to do she she said that she's definitely kind of seen um you know there are more people who are airing their opinions who are just kind of because they're sitting there with nothing else to do um yeah i think it you know i think people have a habit and a knack of finding the negative in anything um there's always 
you know, for every hundred comments, hundred positive comments, there's always one, there's always one negative comment. There's always one person who is, um, yeah, just, just prepared to kind of throw a spanner in the works. And look, um, I fully believe that everybody is entitled to their opinion, but I don't think, I think they need, I think people need to think carefully about what they type because ultimately like again sorry to keep harping on about the webinar on monday but no no no, go for it you know i think people see definitely elite sports people in general as these kind of these people who are on a on a on a pedestal let's say you know because they are these public figures um who do excel in what they do but i think there are people behind that public facing um that public kind of public facing image and i think that's where that's where kind of i think is the real kind of um frustrating and and really damaging part is you know there are people behind um you know for example um, let's be honest with marla putting out his documentary later today there are going to be people who like you and i think it's fantastic think joe's a really good guy and you know think what he's done in the in the mental health space is amazing because i do i think hats off to him but no doubt there will be people who watch the documentary or don't even bother watching the documentary who will just preconceived ideas yeah who will who will just just you know go on on social media and just write what they write what they want to and i think that yeah i think that's that's the really sad and 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 dangerous part about kind of the modern day usage of social media is that while i think it is good that everybody does have an opinion and and does have an opportunity to voice their thoughts that uh, i think people people definitely need to be a bit more conscious before they hit the you know send or submit button because you don't necessarily understand the wider ripple effect that that can have on on someone you know and not that i want to necessarily make it all doom and gloom but you look at some someone like caroline flack for example you know she was obviously what was happening with her partner at the time was very much in the public eye um and obviously what happened happened and the really kind of frustrating and sad and um horrible part of it all was the same people who were commenting under and this is you know the same people who were saying oh isn't it terrible that she's done this and that and and, you know she um she's been accused of this you know after it was announced that she had taken her own life it it was probably i guarantee it those same people were like oh you know mental health matters we need to really you know support people and not troll and it's like why why should it get to the point where people are feeling that the only option to get away from the social media hatred is to to take their own life and you know even even you know the social media boycott that happened a couple of weekends ago you know i i thought that the stuff that bt the, the small kind of snippets that bt sport put out you know people like austin healy and, and david hay sort of saying stuff like you know that i get abuse every day you know, I, every single day I get some form of abuse, whether it's a comment or a DM or a tag or, and that is apps. No, I just can't imagine. Absolutely I, awful. I, can't, I cannot begin to imagine how that must be to, 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 live to, 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 to live with. And also to think that, 
every time you log on to a social media account, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, whatever, Facebook, that you're probably going to have some form of abuse. And I think it is, it's a problem that is, is being highlighted more and is obviously being um, tackled or attempted to be tackled more. But yeah, I think until social media channels change their you know change their ways, and actually make everybody accountable for for what is put out there in in, in the public sphere, I I think it's so it's nothing's really going to change because you know if somebody's got their display picture of Snoopy the dog and DPY four seven seven seven, you know, but you know they they don't they don't they don't care if they're posting hate or, or trolling or you know because ultimately they, they don't feel that they're held responsible right i 100 agree 100 agree so let's 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 move on no that was quite dark so let's uh let's move on to some light as, as we sort of wind down um you know what, what does the 12 next 12 months look like for for yourself and, and for blokes yeah i think definitely my main focus is to to actually start doing some more physical events um, and, and physical sessions because obviously as as the world begins to open up a little, little bit more, it would be nice to to be able to host fundraising events and um, workshops and, and various different things. Um, I think, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I'm somebody that that plans hugely in advance. I'm, I'm quite an impulsive person. Um, so yeah, I think I think that that that's definitely the main the main kind of priorities for me. And I think as well, another thing that I'd I'd really like to do is um, we've started to on our on our kind of online forum space, we've started to categorize different forums by different audiences. So obviously, we do have our kind of everyman forum that is for anybody and everybody that wants a chat. Um, we've also recently launched our uniform forum, which is specifically for sick form men and sick or young men in sick form and, and university students who um want to chat or or you know it may be sick form students who are nervous about a levels or moving away from home who can then use the the lived experience and and and, and build on the lived experience that these students have uh, sorry university students have just for that even if it's just a little boost of confidence you know um so obviously i think it'd be cool to to really start building on that and, and create some even more refined kind of spaces um and yeah ultimately just just keep building the partnership program keep keep trying to work with as many different clubs and, and mental health conscious organizations as possible to support them and you know i think ultimately what i want to do and what i'm passionate about is making mental health education and mental health resources readily available and free for for anybody and everybody that needs it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a perfect way to end. And in your not too distant future, next Friday, you're going to be buying me a beer. I am indeed. And I'm very much looking forward to it. <laughs> and you should buy your ticket for Harlequins versus Wasps at the Stoop. While, while, you're in, while you're in town. While you're in town. <laughs> come, come, watch, come watch the Mighty Quins. Um, look, I don't want to take up too much of your time. You're, you've been, you're incredibly busy this week. But uh, look, I'm really, really happy that you you said yeah come on let's come and have a chat because uh, we haven't caught up for ages and actually all we did was press record we didn't catch up beforehand <laughs> we didn't plan, we haven't planned anything so you know this might this pod might have sounded a bit sort of higgledy piggledy and and you know all over the place and probably lots of ums and ahs but actually it was a 
great opportunity just to catch up with my mate and you know speak about the things that are going on in, in your world and you know, it's, it's always great to hear from you and uh yeah looking forward to that beer next week yeah me too mate it'd be good to actually be able to catch up in person this summer sees the british and irish lions tour to south africa and here at Philly Boots, we have teamed up with Canterbury to bring you a series of special episodes celebrating the incredible clubs who have had legendary Lions players come through the ranks throughout the years. In our special series, the Philly Boots Rugby Roundtable, Lions Origins Clubs, presented by Canterbury. We will have nine special episodes, one on each Lions match day, celebrating just a few of these incredible clubs. There will be plenty of prizes along the way too, and hopefully a few special guests popping up on these shows as well. Keep an eye on all our social channels for all the information. And a massive thanks to Canterbury for supporting this series. Huge thanks from Tom from Blokes for joining me this afternoon. And a massive thank you goes to the Swan Rooms at Staines Rugby Club. For more information, email bookings at stainesrugby.com. And thank you to Rugby Store. Visit rugbystore.co.uk and use the promo code FYBPOD to save yourself 10%. My name's Sean Phelan and you've been listening to the Philly Boots Rugby Roundtable.